Everybody knows that the San Francisco Giants are in desperate need of some star talent, not just to energize the fan base, but also to produce on the field. But with a relatively thin free agent market, where is that star talent going to come from? You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked on Giants, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. So check us out there, and please hit that subscribe subscribe button wherever it is that you're following the show. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And where we get started, no managerial search updates today. Nothing has come out, but you know we'll have those for you if anything gets reported at all. And this is going to be resolved. Like we're, we're not that far away from a likely resolution, a couple weeks. Uh, but yeah, anyway, stay tuned for that. But today we're going to be getting into some mailbag questions. The first one coming from SF Otani. I like that optimism there. Who asks, what superstars can potentially be available to the Giants? And what prospects would you be willing to give up? And so I alluded to this in the intro there that it's a relatively thin free agent market, which has not been the case the last couple of years, was not the case in 2019, as we discussed yesterday. Uh, I mean, after 2018, as we discussed yesterday, when Bryce Harper was out there and the Giants made a run at him, of course, Judge and Correa and others last year, Seeger and many others the year before that. And so they really missed their opportunity when there was a lot like unprecedented star talent available three out of the like three out of the five off seasons that Farhan Zaidi has been here. And so that definitely counts as like a failure, although they did agree to terms with Correa. But anyway, getting to your point, what superstars can potentially be available? Well, I mean, your name, SF Otani. Uh, there's the first is the most obvious one is Shohei Otani is a free agent this off season. And so, um, his market is going to be affected by the fact that he's not going to be able to pitch next year after undergoing an, an elbow operation, which just speaks to the, the long-term concern. And so I, I think that, that some of the contract predictions I saw for him were absurd even before the arm surgery, but now that, I don't know. I mean, I just think that he's a great, great player, but maybe, you know, the Aaron Judge contract and add a little more, but um, he's also a little younger. So add a couple years to it. So it, that makes it a little more closer to like, you know, four to 500 million versus like 900 million or 800, like as I've seen some suggest. But anyway, he's out there and he's potentially available to the Giants. And then there's also. 
um, you know, out of Japan, Yoshinobu uh, Yamamoto is a pitcher who apparently is just, I mean, I've never even seen him pitch really, but Farhan Zaidi called him one of the best pitchers on the planet. And he said, it's not an exaggeration. And so there's a potential superstar. You've also got uh, the best player in Korea, Jung-Hoo uh, Lee, and the Giants are known to be interested in him. We literally saw a video of the Giants general manager in Korea, like watching Jung-Hoo Lee. And so I don't know if he's a superstar, but it would certainly be intriguing for the Giants to land this guy who's the best player in Korea. Um, and Yamamoto probably is kind of that superstar level of as a pitcher. So outside of that, you start it, like the free agent class doesn't really have stars in, you know, it depends on your definition of a star. Like is Cody Bellinger a star? Last year he was available on a one year deal. This year, I don't know what he's going to want, but he had a big season and so probably a lot as a Scott Boris client. But is Matt Chapman a star? I don't, I would say no to both of those two. I would say they're good players, but not stars. And there's certainly risk with both of them, like especially Bellinger, who was like really bad for a couple of years. But there's also a lot of upside. Um, but in terms of trade candidates, Juan Soto is a trade candidate, given that his contract is up at the end of next season and the Padres are trying to trim payroll a little bit. And um, I, don't, I don't know how realistic that is. The Giants have also spoken of their desire to get better defensively in the outfield. And Soto has been, frankly, poor defensively in the outfield the last couple of years. And so that wouldn't I mean, he's Juan Soto. So, like, I'm not saying therefore do not by any means try to acquire him. But what I am saying is that wouldn't really align with that uh, statement about wanting to get better defensively in the outfield. We've also got to wait on opt-out decisions. Like if Conforto comes back, you're, you've already got Hanniger, you've got Conforto, you've got Yastrzemski, you've got Slater, and there's not really a lot of room to be adding outfielders. Um, speaking of outfielders, Mike Trout may actually be available. Shohei Otani very likely leaving Anaheim. And basically, there was a report, I saw a headline from a legitimate, I think it was MLB Trade Rumors, saying that Trout, uh, that the Angels would be open to trading Trout if he requested that he wanted out. Because if I'm Trout, I probably do want out of Anaheim, knowing that the team couldn't put together a winner even with him and Otani. Uh, and so when Otani leaves, where does that leave the Angels? Not in a good position at all. Um and so Mike Trout, that would be a huge name. Uh, Pete Alonzo, although new president of baseball operations in New York, David Stearns, has said that they do not intend to trade Pete Alonzo. So there are, are there are others, but those are the main ones that come to mind uh, right now. Um, and yeah, you just got to, uh, I you know, I probably could have spent more time scouring over each and every team and eventually I will do that and get back to you about possible targets for the Giants but I agree they need that kind of star talent and I mean the main guy for sure would be Shohei Otani but having another disappointing season doesn't do them any favors I you know we said before the season that a big key to getting potentially Otani to see you as an attractive destination would be having a good season, getting into the playoffs, making a make, making a run of some kind in the playoffs. So 
not only missing the playoffs, but finishing below 500, even worse than last year. Uh, they they did themselves no favors at all in that regard, if that truly is important to Otani, and I think it is. And so that stinks, but we're just going to have to see how it all plays out. So the next question is coming from Mike Yastrzemski Enjoyer, who wants to know about the ideal balance between letting the rookies play versus bringing in veteran players next year. And so we will... Uh, Answer that question momentarily. And before we do, today's episode is brought to you by our good, good friends over at FanDuel. October Baseball is back, and it's been fantastic. I've enjoyed every minute of it. And you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, and for a reason. Join FanDuel today, and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you simply place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to create your new account. Then you can get in on the action from the first pitch to the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game, who will win the series, who will win the World Series. Uh, and if you don't want to wait the whole game or series to get a win, you can predict what will happen in the next at bat with quick bets, which is one of my favorite things because, as I've said Sometimes I just have a feeling. I don't know about you, but sometimes you just have a feeling and you, you want to make that quick bet. You can do it with FanDuel. So head on over to FanDuel.com slash locked on right now uh, and step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. All right, as promised, here we go. More questions and answers. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show, barring some uh, major managerial news or something. We're going to be talking about our favorite moments from 2023. So it was it was a season that had some great moments, and we're going to be going over some of them. And then later on, we're going to be talking about the biggest missed opportunities this season for the Giants. But Favorite moments, maybe mix in some mailbag questions as well. And then, of course, any updates to the managerial search will be covered no matter what as the number one priority. But for now, the next question from Mike Yastrzemski Enjoyer, who says, what do you think is the ideal balance of let the rookies play versus bringing in veteran players for 2024 for the 2024 Giants? Like which rookies should the Giants give Lots of playing time too, and which positions should they seek veterans for? So part of this is already like determined by essentially anyone you have signed to a guaranteed contract. Think Mitch Hanniger. Think if he opts in, Michael Conforto. Like you're just, it doesn't really make sense to you don't you don't just like cut ties right you you want to make that work given that you're paying them somewhat large guaranteed salaries even if the performance so at, at least at first like guys like that they just get the opportunity because they're being paid guaranteed contracts and so you look elsewhere on the field at where where can you um get younger or whatever and so i mean right away in terms of first of all i just want to go on the record like I see this kind of question all the time, not really framed this quite this way, but like I see on Twitter all the time, like blow it up and just let the kids play, let the kids play. Um, I'm not a fan of that. 
like just in general, because what you're what you're often going to run into when you do that is you're going to see like a bad team. You're going to see a team where like if you just want Elliot Ramos playing, you know, getting 600 plate appearances and Joey Bart like getting 500 plate appearances and whoever else, you know, uh, Marco Luciano, I'm high on him, but like Casey Schmidt at third instead of any of J.D. Davis and Luis Matos instead of Mike Yastrzemski or Austin Slater uh, and on and on and Elliot Ramos instead of uh, uh, Mitch Haniger and Sean Jelly instead of, you know, who Sean Manaya or Ross Stripling or whatever. I kind of, I understand the appeal in a way, but at the same time, what you're likely going to see is like major struggles from a lot of those guys. And that's why they don't just do that. They're trying to compete and um, it would lead to like not, I mean, I know the team was only mediocre the last couple of years, but you're talking like, okay, you want to be 20 plus games under 500 if you kind of operate that way. And maybe some of you want that. And certainly, if you knew the final outcome was going to be that you were going to be under 500 and miss the playoffs, then at certain spots, it would have been probably worth more, like giving a look to Marco Luciano more or Kyle Harrison more. Um, But the ideal balance, like, okay, so then you say, like, which rookie should the Giants give lots of playing time to? This is an easier one to answer. It's more, like, straightforward. Basically, Patrick Bailey, I think, has a clear inside track of just being the Giants catcher of the present and the future. It is a little complicated with Joey Bart being now out of minor league options to my understanding going into next year. So makes him an off season trade candidate, Blake Sable, like on the flip side, uh, because they kept him on the roster all year, he can finally be optioned. So they could just go with Joey Bart to start the year as the backup to Bailey and have Sable as an option in the minors. And if Bart continues to struggle, then maybe he gets traded or DFA'd or whatever. Um, and then you have Sable with a full complement of options. So the, I, I see like potentially, you know, a lot of youth at the catcher position. Bailey, Bart, and Sable are all young players, at like young to the league, if not young in age. They, I think they're all pretty young in age too, but new to the league-ish players. And then Estrada at second base, not going anywhere. At first base, it's somewhere where I could see like the Lamont Wade Jr. and whoever platoon. Like, I Obviously, I think Wilmer Flores should continue to play in the role that he's played, which is especially if he hits like he did this year, he needs to play a lot. You know, it's it's basically merit based for the veterans. And then like if the veterans aren't performing, especially if they're lower cost, in my opinion, like then you kind of mix in the other guys. So another guy, though, Marco Luciano, I think is going to get a lot of rope at shortstop because they don't have an obvious veteran presence taking up that spot. And so it's like an opening and an opportunity where you have a good prospect and you don't have somebody blocking them and so there's an opening um at third base like i think you bring back jd davis via arbitration but i could see like potentially third base could be opened up for like a casey schmidt if casey schmidt's like tearing it up in the minors and you could platoon at first wade and jd davis and then have Flores be like your everyday DH guy and have Casey Schmidt just play third. And 
in the outfield it's tougher because let's say Conforto does opt out which I don't think is any kind of guarantee then you've still already got Mitch Haniger signed for for 2024 and a player option for 2025 and you've got Yastrzemski and Slater which I think is like an undervalued platoon and that takes up another spot so that's two out of three spots so you do have room for Matos but they've also said they want to like get better defensively Matos struggled defensively in center Haniger uh wasn't so great as a corner outfielder himself. I think Slater and Yastrzemski are pretty good defensively, but I think Matos is certainly in that mix to get a lot of playing time. But where do you where do you make the upgrades? I kind of just filled out an entire roster for you. And then I guess on the pitching side, I don't know if like the, the pitching side is a little bit uh there's a lot of youth to be to go around for innings with Webb is still young himself. Kyle Harrison is is going to get a lot of playing time next year, barring you know health and all that. Tristan Beck, Keaton Wynn, and then there's another wave of young pitchers coming as well. And we saw Ryan Walker in the bullpen. Camilo Doval is still a young reliever, and so there's a lot of youth coming. Like next year, you're going to see a lot of youth in that pitching mix. So maybe you add like a high-end, front-end type starter with Webb, and then you've got Webb, Cobb, your other high-end starter that you maybe sign, and then just a bunch of young, a young, uh, a bunch of young pitchers. And so I think that would be a nice mix there. The question is more on the position player side, given that it's kind of like the the spots are accounted for in a way, but there's flexibility. You could always trade. Um, you know, you could trade Mitch Haniger. You could trade Mike Yastrzemski and Austin Slater together. You could trade Luis Matos. You could trade J.D. Davis and or Lamont Wade Jr. So there, I think a lot of these guys have value given that they're on like arbitration contracts, meaning their salaries are low and there's like flexibility and team control and all that. Um and so even though they're not like star players, they have value. And that's why the Giants will bring them back, like tender them contracts. So, yeah, it remains to be seen. But in terms of what do I think is the ideal balance, I think I do not just conform to the idea of just all youth, just forget about any veteran players. I think the ideal balance is, you know, when you have good prospects like Matos and Luciano and Harrison like let those guys play and I want to see more of guys who showed promise even if they weren't considered top prospects like Keaton Wynn and Tristan Beck you know and so and obviously like a guy like Bailey comes along and just impresses you to no end with his defense he just earns that job basically and so yeah I hope I explained my thoughts on that adequately so coming up in just a minute more questions and answers the next one being more specifically about the giants reported interest in yoshinobu yamamoto out of japan and jung-hoo lee out of korea and what it means that the giants are interested in these guys and are they going to get them questions like that in just a minute and before we get into it today's episode is brought to you by our good good friends over at bird dogs bird dogs are by far the most good looking shorts that I have ever worn. And 
Uh, the first time I put them on, I didn't even look in the mirror. I walk out into the living room, my longtime uh, girlfriend, she sees them, Who she's seen me wear, we've been together forever. And so um, she's seen me wear everything. And the first thing she said, I swear, when I, when I walked out wearing my brand new bird dogs, which I hadn't even seen myself, all I had done is put them on and went, wow, these are comfortable. And she just said, oh, those are the best, those are the best looking shorts you've ever had. That is literally what she said. And what I have come to learn is that not only are they the best looking and the most comfortable, but they're also functional for any occasion, be it golf, going out on a date, having an evening out, sitting by the pool, working out, lounging, going to work, really any occasion because of the good looks, yet the comfort, which is so hard to come by. Plus, you get these really cool items like i got this bird dogs yeti style tumbler that you can see if you're on youtube i got a hat a bird dogs hat with uh with a pair with one of my orders of shorts and right now if you go to birddogs.com slash locked on mlb or enter promo code locked on mlb at checkout you'll get a free bird dogs water bottle with your order that's birddogs.com slash locked on mlb for a free water bottle at checkout you won't want to take your bird dogs off we promise you All right, as promised, more questions and answers. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day, every dayers. Tomorrow, talking about the best moments, favorite moments, favorite memories from 2023 for me. There were a lot, particularly not in the last three months. So I guess in the first three months of the season, maybe some towards the end, Kyle Harrison's debut, that was one of them. There were a lot of fun moments. And so we're going to be reliving some of them tomorrow. Also, maybe mixing in mailbag questions and giving you the latest on the managerial search if there is any kind of rumor or report or anything about that. So getting back to the questions, the next one from Nico, who says, with the Giants reportedly in the mix for Yoshinobu Yamamoto and Jung-Hoo Lee, do we see the Giants as making a push toward a younger team rather than going for bigger veteran free agents? And so that's a good question because these guys are young. I believe Yoshinobu Yamamoto is, is he the one or is it Jung-Hoo Lee? I think it's Yamamoto who's not even going to turn 26 until like next year. And Jung-Hoo Lee is pretty young himself. I will, I'd have to verify. That's, I probably should have verified beforehand, but I'm pretty sure they're both relatively young. And, and when I say the free agent class is weak, I'm kind of not talking about international players, and that does change the equation because both of these guys, like these are two of the top free agents in this class. And if the Giants like do in fact go after these guys as maybe priority number one and priority number two or whatever, and maybe come away with both of them, who knows, how cool would that be? Then, I mean, just in general, Farhan Zaidi has spoken to that you know building a team through free agency is not always a great way to go because you end up you know by definition they're older players and so yeah i think like i also said there's not a lot of great free agents out there like do i see them giving however old matt chapman is i think he's 30 or something like a, if you give him like a five-year deal are you looking at the next evan longoria type of situation where you're just paying a player into his mid-30s for his decline phase. So that's partially why they've been not super 
super active, especially with long-term contracts in free agency, I would imagine. And when you think of who did they offer these mega contracts to, Bryce Harper, 12 years, $310 million offer. Carlos Correa, 13-year, $350 million offer, which was accepted. Uh, Both of those players were exceptionally young for free agents. I think Correa was like the youngest, if not like second youngest player in the free agent market last year. I don't think it's a coincidence. That's the guy they went after. And for Harper, he was entering, he was like 25 at the time when they were offering him that contract, which is what we spoke to yesterday about regret. Like maybe offer him a few more years at the back end and you get him, and you needed a guy like that. And so However, like those players aren't really out there except maybe in the form of Yoshinobu, Yamamoto, jung Lee types. And so, but jung Lee, I don't think is expected to be a star necessarily of the like Bryce Harper caliber, certainly. But um, I don't know what a good comp would be for jung Lee. But Yamamoto, again, Zaidi called him one of the best pitchers on the planet. And I do believe he is only 25 years old. I will have to verify that. But uh, that... You know, when we're talking about, oh, they don't want to give long-term deals for pitchers, I think a lot of it has to do with the age of the pitchers. And if you're talking about someone who's 25, like they gave the extension to Logan Webb and he was entering his age 26 season. Uh, And so he was young. You know, I think like there's just this, it matters so much how old the players are we because they they teams factor in aging curves because players age and get worse as they get older and so when you're getting more prime years you're like if you're getting a guy when he's 26 27 28 29 like that's so much more valuable than getting 32 33 34 35 you know and so yeah they need yeah i hope so i hope there's a push to get younger rather than bigger veteran free agents. There aren't a lot of those guys, though. Bigger veteran free agents. I mean, Reese Hoskins, Matt Chapman, etc. So um, anyway, I hope that that answered that question. The last one now is coming from Juan, who says, what is your personal take on if they choose to go a very progressive, if they choose to go very progressive in their player acquisition strategy? In other words, trading their young players, for instance, Matos, and Harrison for Luis Robert and Dylan Cease. So my personal take is that I don't I don't like the idea at this stage given they're not like one or two pieces away from just being like slam dunk put push them over the top they're they're like world series contenders and then you've got to look at how much team control are you getting with a Luis Robert and a Dylan Cease? Because it that totally matters too. Like if I don't know the exact, I'm trying to like pull it up on the fly here. How much more team control those guys have? Uh, Dylan Cease only has two more years of team control, and Luis Robert has um, he's got four years of team control including two club options at the end. Um, and I haven't looked at his numbers recently. I know Dylan Cease didn't have a great season. Uh, Luis Roberts, pretty darn good, though, looking at what he did this year. Wow, he had quite a good year. Very good uh, defensively, right? 
and still, yeah, very good defensively and only 26 years old. And so, and then the four years of team control, two years for cease. So you're getting, you would be getting six years total of team control and essentially giving up like 12. So I don't know. That's an interesting one. I don't love that Dylan Cease is only under contract for two years. Like I giving up a Kyle Harrison, although the bigger piece to me would be Luis Robert because he's really good and has four years of team control. And so uh, I guess I'm open-minded. I think they need to be open-minded to everything. But that, I mean, that's an interesting kind of offer that you threw out there. Like that's interesting, I think, for both sides. Um, you you've stumped me on that one, which means you probably made a pretty decent offer. I was when you said Luis Robert, I guess I was think I always get him confused with the other player. There's another outfielder on the Whites, Eloy Jimenez, who's been like super injury prone. Um, but obviously they're not the same players. And anyway, so. What is my personal take on going very progressive? Um, do you mean like aggressive, uh, proactive? Um, we heard recently that they were trying to trade Marco Luciano for Sean Murphy, the catcher, last offseason. So I could I could honestly see it. But I, I think Harrison, they maybe view as like a special talent and they just really don't want to trade him. But maybe Matos or Luciano are more in the mix. And then also they've got a lot of pitching. They've got like a surplus of young pitching besides Harrison that I think you could get some really good players in return without having to give up guys like Harrison or maybe Matos as well. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day is, like I said, best memories from 2023. There were good ones, despite how the season ended with a sour note. Um, and also the latest with the managerial search, of course. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on X at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out so much. So thanks in advance. And thank you to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. You are now Locked on Giants.